Liverpool pitch and bang, 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 it's gone. Welcome to Stumps. Yes, welcome to a busy edition of Stumps tonight. Great to have your company. Darren Parkin here. We'll introduce in a moment Merv Hughes, 53 test, 212 test wickets for Australia. And announce a few fun things we've got going on on social media too. But there's live cricket everywhere. We've got three test matches and three shield matches, most notably Australia in command against South Africa, which has been a rarity in this series. But they're certainly well and truly ahead in this test match. So South Africa with a bit of work to do if they are to set Australia something on an Adelaide Oval wicket, uh, which has uh, produced a pretty good test match so far. But Merv, nice to uh, have you here again. Hello, Dash. Yeah, um, cricket, 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 more cricket. So plenty to talk about. Um, oh, around the Mel- Melbourne mm-hmm. scene, there's been 2020 games today. So uh, all the all the uh, Premier cricketers are playing 2020, and um, yeah, the, the test matches, the Shield matches. Um, some of the shield matching or matches scores are, are very interesting, but uh, given the said, toss for sure, yeah, yeah. Given, given the toss. But um, South Africa uh, one for fifteen. So you know, a lot of people talk about the the dead rubber. You talk to the players, um, and there's there's no dead rubber. The Australian no. boys would be very keen to do well, and see South Africa would have loved to have won the won the series three three nil. There's still a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're what ninety odd behind. Uh, nine wickets in hand, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how they play it from here. Yeah, so 109 runs uh, short of uh, of Australia uh, at this stage. So 124 was the deficit with Australia dismissed for 383. Usman Kawaja with 145, the star of that half century is to Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Mitch and also Stark. Pete Hanscom on debut made yep. a very nice 54. Um, so good contributions there. Uh, good to see the tail wag a little bit too. And then South Africa lost Dean Elgar in the first over of their second innings. Uh, he uh, Obviously, uh, had a, a very uh, very poor test match by his standards. Uh, Cook, who's quite dour as an opener, he's 11 not out. And Hashim Amla, he's had a, a modest series. He's on two. He's been dismissed by Hazelwood in all four innings uh, prior to this one. So um, certainly something that he'll need to be careful of. But uh, So Australia in front, which, as we said, has been rare in this series. Uh, no, yeah, no, is in front. A good position mm. to be in. Uh, rather be in Australia's position than South Africa's, uh, for sure. So one of the best catches I've ever seen. Steve Smith? No, no. I was talking about Peter Brasher in the um, ah, football. Great fourth eleven game today, <laughs> fielding, fielding a short cover. Blake pinned it, and he's just oh. thrown out the right mid. Mm. And uh, what a fantastic catch! So the boys down at Footscray, Fatty Vorton style. Remember that? Um, were, were you playing in better. that game? No, better than Fatty Vorton. Better than that. It was one. just a reflex catch at that yeah. shortish mid wicket, and what a catch it was. But uh, yeah, like I said, Dash, plenty to talk about. Uh, we're going to go through these scores. We, we, we will go through these segment. scores. In a moment, we'll chat to Tom Wren, who's over in Adelaide. Yes. But we'll go through the, the scores. There are obviously three test matches and three Shield games that all started today. Um, yeah, WA Queensland. Um, Queensland 5 for 230. Burns got 68. Good to see him back in runs. Lavla Shagney, I think they say that. Yeah. Um, 79. Um, I, I can't even read my own writing here. Who's that? Wildermuth. 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 Haven't heard of him. Yeah. Um, 59. So this game's up in Townsville. It is in Townsville. Uh, did yeah. you see that uh, photo going around of uh, Andrew Simons presenting the cap? To I didn't the, see that. The debutante? Yeah. Oh, mate, just a. What's he looking of, like these days? Pair of rugby, yeah. pair of rugby sh- um, <laughs> shorts, just a t shirt, and he's, he's got his uh, big 44 going that he had on his head. That was fantastic. And there was a comment uh, nice yeah. to see you got dressed up, Roy. But, he um, did. He probably did. So. <laughs> five, five for 230, Queensland. Mm. Uh, Mitch Marsh opened the bowling, so it's good to see him back. Two for 56. South Australia, Victoria, after winning the toss, Victoria sent South Australia in and mm. four for about 140. Um, mm-hmm. It looked to be paying dividends, but South Australia have got away from them now. Four for 307. Uh, Weatherall's 88. 
Um, and what's your state on Weatherall? Uh, well, he's now made at least a half century in every Shield game this year. He averages 53 now with the bat, 22 years of age. He would have to be in that Renshaw category, yes. not that far away. Yeah, not, not far away at all. Um, head 120, not out. Cooper, 67. And the Vicks will want to get a wicket there pretty quickly because both those guys are pretty destructive. Scotty Boland has two of the four yes. with um, Tremaine and Holland, the others. Yeah, Scotty Boland. It's good to see mm-hmm. him get, getting wickets too. Um, New South Wales, Tasmania. New South Wales 3 for 247 Patterson uh, 71 Enrique 73 not out and Neville 54 not out so uh, that was an interesting one Neville being dropped but uh, he's getting runs um, Faulkner 2 for 43 there England v India mm-hmm. um, England won the toss and batted 4 for 92 <laughs> Cook 27 and Ashwin's probably got seven wickets already. Yeah, seven out of the four. <laughs> no, he's, he's got one <laughs> wicket. So uh, the wicket for the Indian bowlers yeah. are shared. One, one to each of the bowlers there. New Zealand, Pakistan. Oh, I'm running out of breath. There's too mm. much cricket. Um, New Zealand, 271. Uh, Raval, 55. BJ Whitley. Just like saying those BJ Whitley. Was he born in Australia? Know. Oh, it could have been. I think he was. 40, yeah. 49 not out. Um, Imran Khan. He's back playing. That's, um, how, that's it's tough for Pakistan. They've had to roll back. <laughs> yeah, so, no, not the Imran Khan. They've sucked Lane Mushtaq probably from the other um, end. <laughs> three for 52. And Sahail Khan, four for 99. In reply, Pakistan, five for 76 at Stumps on day two. Southie, three for 26. Wagner, two for 15. And Baba Azam, 34 not out. So... Pretty dismal performance by the other Pakistani batsmen. Yeah, and uh, that doesn't all go well for them coming to Australia. I mean, New Zealand have got a very good bowling attack, but so do Australia. So they're going to find that quite similar here. Hashim Amlar's just driven Hazelwood down the ground nicely for four. So he moves to six. And South Africa, one for 20. Still 100-odd runs behind. Uh, I guess the debutants before we take a break. Uh, Hanscom, very good with a, a half century. Renshaw did his job the night before, survived, yes, and then yeah. went out almost when he had to reset so, the next day. Uh, and Maddinson makes a duck. Interesting one, wasn't it, that um, mm. that uh, Faf Duplessis declared knowing that Warner wouldn't yeah. wouldn't be able to open. Uh, that backfired a bit. Yeah, Kawaja makes it tough. <laughs> and what a fantastic ton mm. it was. I'll get on to the debutants in a minute, but to bat a full day, you'd think nowadays that you know, an Australian mm. player would make 200 plus, but um, really fought it out yesterday. I really enjoyed watching the yeah, battle between, yeah, between bat and ball yesterday and uh, Usman Khawaja, um, sensational. But of the debutants, Renshaw did well to get through that first night. Um, you know, got out uh, for well, 11, I think it was. Yep. 11 or 14. 11, yeah, 11, I think it was. Um, yeah. And then, but he, he didn't look out of depth. No. He, he looked pretty good. Um, Pete Hansen came in at, at a pretty tough time, it must be said, mm-hmm. and, and peeled off um, 56 and, and looked very composed. He, he looked good. He, he looked like he just fitted in beautifully into the Australian to- team. Uh, Madison came out after that uh, yeah. partnership. And um, just got difficult knocked over by a river, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and difficult, difficult time of day to bat with the pink ball and the, the, the light reaching that stage of the yeah, day. Got so. any other excuses you want to make for him? Oh, you just, I mean, Hanskin was probably dismissed the same way. But look, oh, I think Madison was the query <laughs> selection-wise, but <laughs> no, <laughs> he was no. probably a but touch stiff. Yeah, yeah, but of, yeah. of, of uh, Madison, he, yeah. he's been um, talked about yeah. at that level for the last probably three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he got in. Yeah. Maybe he'll get his chance in a second innings. He's, he's a pretty... Um, the unflappable, I reckon, yeah. is the word. Yeah. Is that, mate, that that won't tilt him at all. He's a pretty confident young bloke, and you know, if he comes out um, with an opportunity to score some runs in the second innings, I'm, I'm sure he'll be very capable. But uh, did really well, Matthew Wade. Um, again, probably um, didn't get the runs that 
they were looking for. But yeah. when Australia are well in front, um, he, he's he's done well in four catches, I think. Four yeah, and a stumping as well, a stumping off Nathan stumping, Lyon, which, which yes. got Lyon a rare wicket. We do have to get to a break. A little bit later on, we'll go through the uh, comparisons on Facebook between Merv's greatest 11 in his time in the game and those of our listeners who voted on Facebook. But also, we're running a terrific competition via Kookaburra. Of course, uh, they were tremendous supporters of us here on Stumps. And via Facebook, we're giving away a new Kookaburra Dynasty Pro 1200 bat and a pink turf ball as well. The Kookaburra manufacturing the pink ball for this game, which has been terrific. So all you have to do is you've got to head to our Facebook page and like the Stumps radio page. So just uh, head to Facebook, search for Stumps, and you'll find it. And then tag a mate tag a mate in a post and tag a mate that you would hit for six. So uh, someone who bowls pies in the backyard. Or, or, when or, you are, someone, or someone who bowls really well and you just think knocks, knocks you over all the time and you just love to yeah, hit Yeah, I'm going to hit you for six. Yeah. I'm going to win a bat, a Kookaburra Dynasty yep. Pro, so I can hit you for six. Uh, so share the post. So tag a mate and then share the post so you can get your mates tagging as well. And thank you to the uh, overwhelming response we've had for that so far. It's, it's essentially huge. gone viral. So get involved and you've got to be in it to win it. So the winner will be announced on Monday. So head to Facebook and uh, check that out. Tom Wren from the Adelaide Oval will join us after this where Australia on top against South Africa, but South Africa trying to fight back. Full pitch and bang! Bang, bang, bang! It's gone! You're listening to Stumps. Listening to Stumps. Welcome back to Stumps. Hoping to head to the Adelaide Oval very, very shortly, where it's South Africa 1 for 22. We're here for Kookaburra Cricket. If you want to get involved, 1 48. Uh, whether red, pink, or white, the cooker is a choice for cricketers across Australia and the world. And remember, if it ain't a cooker, it ain't cricket. Hashtag Team Kookaburra. Uh, one for 22. Big wicket to get Elgar out because if South Africa want to bat for a long time, Merv, he's generally one that can do that. Um, yeah, he, he does. And, and Cook pretty much looks like getting out most balls he faces. Yeah, he does. You have a look at him. He's, he's unorthodox. He's stodgy. He, he pushes forward. And we just noticing that the Aussies bowlers aren't giving him too much short. Um, they're, they're bowling very full to him and um, and making him play a little bit. So uh, obviously they've got the um, the thought that he's they want to they want to get him forward and uh, limit his mm-hmm. scoring, and then hopefully uh, we can knock him over. Now talking about wickets falling, one at the MCG. Mm-hmm. Scotty Boland's knocked over head, and we said that they need a, a wicket. So um, yeah, five for five for three hundred and twenty. Um, Cooper moves on to 71, but uh, head out for 130. And as we said about... Um, who was the bloke from Queensland we are talking about? Or, um, the young <laughs> Weatherall. Weatherall. Oh, no. Uh, Weatherall, South Australia. Australia. But we've got um, oh, well, Wild- Wildemuth, I think, in Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Weatherall, mm-hmm. um, a young player forging ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, head's just starting yeah. to, to dominate Shield cricket. He's been very good in mm-hmm. limited overs. He's been very good in the, in the big bash. Um, so you would have thought that his name would have been discussed last week too. Tom Wren is at the Adelaide Oval uh, covering all of the action for us, one of our boys, of course. Tom, nice to catch up with you. You too, boys. And Merv, just to go a little bit further on that, I think you're spot on. I had a chat with Darren Lehman just a few days before the test and he basically said we wanted to get Travis Head into the side. He needed 100 or 120, 130-odd that he's got this game, the last game, and I think he would have been in, so... Look, he, he's right on the mark. And in a way, Merv, it might be a good kick up the backside because I know he was gutted that he missed out. He knew it was a huge opportunity. He missed it. But maybe that's the kick up the pants that he needs to, to really forge him forward. It's interesting when we talk about uh, players and young players. A, a lot gets 
um, lost because we, we see them making hundreds and we're thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, they're making a lot of runs. But uh, as I said, he's been fantastic in the limited over stuff, so the 50 over and the, the 2020. But he really hasn't taken the, the, the Sheffield Shield by storm and um, this, this might be the start for him. Just as you said, a little bit of an awakening that, that, gee, if I had done this last game, I would have been right in the mix. Um, now, good crowds in Adelaide for the, the day-night games, Tom? Oh, sensational move. Look, um, you know, well into the 30s on both days. And today, I think we'll touch into the 40s. So it looks like we'll get another day tomorrow, you know, barring any catastrophe for the Proteas. And um, I think we'll get another pretty healthy crowd tomorrow of, you know, around 20,000, 25,000. Should it go into a day four, maybe even more if, if the test is really in the balance. So brilliant atmosphere. And Merv, the, the weather, which has been awful really all year, it's been one of our wettest years on record. It's been really unusual just glorious. Um, um, they've really turned it on. It was a little bit icy on the first night, but I mean, hardly a cloud in the sky today, 26, 27 degrees after 24, 25 yesterday. So just magnificent. And I think unlike last year, Damien Hoff's just done it right, the curator, just taking just a fraction of grass off with that ball becoming a little bit better, a little bit more lacquer on it. So I think it's been a really great battle between bat and ball and the crowds have just loved it over here. It's been fantastic. Yeah, they're just testing the ball as we're speaking now, just putting it through the hoop. So, um, very hard wicket, and uh, yeah, the, the bowl is. The, it's good to see the ball moving around, and it's good to see the batsman fight. Now, that innings of Usman Khawaja's yesterday, uh, outstanding. Well, Merv, I think you know you toiled away for a lot of years and, and brilliantly, and you just want a battle. You just want a contest between bat and ball. We don't want to see wickets like we see sometimes in the subcontinent, where it's you know four for five hundred and after the first 20 or 30 minutes of play, there's just nothing in it for the quicks. I think with this, it's shown that, yes, it can move around, but if you put your head down, like Usman Khawaja and Faf Duplessis have done, you can also score some pretty decent runs. So I think that's the, the perfect balance now. I know it's not always possible. It's, it's hard to do, but the carry as well has been really impressive. One thing that I've noticed a lot throughout this test match. So I think it's just been a really lovely you know, contrast. And if we see test matches only go four days and sides make two between 250 and 350. I think crowds love that and they'll respond to it. Well, last year against New Zealand, wasn't it outstanding? Went right down yeah. to the wire. Australia got the, the runs with, I think, two or three wickets in hand. Peter Siddle so, <laughs> off the leading edge through cover for two. He said it was a cover drive, but I reckon it was a leading edge. <laughs> um, now, the, the social gathering that is the Adelaide Test Match, um, when you watch it on TV, you think, oh, there's not too many people there. Can you explain what happens out behind, <laughs> out, out behind the member stand at the Adelaide Oval for for our listeners that uh, aren't privy to that? Merv, I could probably best describe it, and you've seen it clearly before, but I'm a mad cricket fan. I'm a bit of a nerd. Love it. When I come to the Adelaide Oval Test, I barely see a ball bowl because <laughs> it is just a social gathering out the back. And I'm no social butterfly, but to see you sure? the crowd... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dasha, it is just... Look, I don't want to be too sexist, but... the. The, the women are beautiful out the back. The blokes are having a great time. It is just... I've had a beer with you at the Adelaide Oval before, Tom, and uh, you walk five metres and someone else says hello to you, so I'd say you are a social <laughs> butterfly. <laughs> well, you can probably hear just some of the crowd now, but Merv, you're right. People people come in... Look, I know Melbourne has it the best with the, with the spring carnival and everything there. It, it's that kind of atmosphere over here for a lot of South Australians. We don't have that, unfortunately, like you do in Victoria and in Melbourne, but... Just the atmosphere. I was talking to Glenn McGrath, a good mate of, um, and a former quick fast bowler as well, Merv, and he was saying, all of them say, if they're ever going to have a test reunion, they'd have it here 
and simply they'd sit out the back behind them <laughs> and closure. You know, it has about 10, 15,000 people. If any of the listeners out there haven't been to an Adelaide Oval test, please get over here. And, and make sure you do it because you won't regret it. It oh, really is great. Yeah, it's, it's a great setup too. And I reckon if you had to talk to the guys out the back, they would think that the, the game was on in Perth or, or, the, or the Gabba or somewhere. Because <laughs> I reckon they just go, they walk out the back, they wouldn't have seen a ball bowled live for the day. Um, of, of Steve Smith, find, keeps finding ways to get out that LBW in Perth that uh, we all sort of moaned about and then uh, run out in this innings. He, he was looking pretty good too, wasn't he? He looked sensational, Mervyn. Pretty frustrating, isn't it? You know, the Aussies have had a couple of runouts now and it's just such a waste. When a bloke's on 59 and we know that Steve Smith can, can make big, you know, centuries, he'd be shattered. And I know Usman Kawaja too. Look, I guess the one positive was that Kawaja did go on and he made a big score himself. So at least, you know, he dug in and, and made them, you know, fully pay for his innings. So that, that was a great effort. But really unfortunate for Smith. He looked fantastic. And that 137 those two put on still might end up being, I think, the match-winning partnership. The game was just in the balance at that stage. And it, that was classic, that battle, when, you know, those two got together and the Proteas were at them and at them, but those two dug in. And I still think even though he was run out of 59, it could just be the decisive factor in this game. Before we let you go, Tom, we're a, a long way off South Africa even doing this, but what would be a target they could set Australia that might prove difficult in these conditions? Because they're 100 they behind now. Yeah, I reckon they'd need 150-plus, Dasha. Yeah. And that would, that would maybe put the Aussies in... If they could bat a day and then put the Aussies in at 5, 6 o'clock tomorrow night, if they can hang on that long and be, say, 180 in front, mm-hmm. I think that's well yeah, and truly game, game on. You know, uh, with, with their quick, their belief, a very inexperienced Aussie side, I think that could be enough to make things really interesting. I hope it happens. Hashim Amlas, the one batsman that hasn't got going at yeah. all for the South Africans, you would think that he's got to give something. It's his last opportunity. So if he makes a big one... It's well and truly game on still, I think. He is a big hundred man. Tom, thank you. We'll uh, catch up with you in Adelaide soon. Look forward to it. Thanks, boys. (laughs) Tommy Wren there joining us on the program. We're ticking towards a break with South Africa. One for 24 as Amla just couldn't quite beat the infield there. He's on seven. Cook's on 15. Nathan Lyon into the attack for the first time. And Australia's lead now exactly 100 runs to this point. So they're in command. They've already got Elgar in the sheds, but uh, plenty of work still to be done because we know when South Africa have got the ball in hand, they have gone through Australia a few times in this series already as uh, Cook just tucks one off the hip and can't beat uh, the circle again. And we'll head to a break. Plenty more to come. We'll head to Tasmania for an update on that Shield game after this. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Stumps. Darren Parkin, Merv Hughes, 53 tests, 212 wickets for Australia. Head along to Facebook for your chance to win a Kookaburra Dynasty Pro 1200 bat and a pink turf ball made by Kookaburra, of course, as well. Just head to our Facebook page, which is Stumps, so search for Stumps on there. And then tag a mate who you would hit for six on the competition post and then share that post, and the winner will be announced on Monday. We've had a ton of entries for this, but make sure you get involved. Uh, We're going to continue with our Shield wrap now and head to the game involving uh, Tasmania and New South Wales at uh, Bell Reeve Oval in Hobart. And we're joined by Adam Smith from the Hobart Mercury, always very generous with his time. Adam, thanks for joining us. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. G'day, Adam. How are you? Uh, looks like uh, New South Wales are on a rampage down there. 
Yeah, it's been, uh, they'd be very happy with the position they're in after uh, being sent in this morning on a, a wicket that looked reasonably similar to the one for the test match we saw a couple of weeks ago and we all knew what happened there with Australia. But look, they've um, batted superbly and four overs to go in the day. They're three for 272 and uh, Moses Henriques and Peter Neville are in 143 run stand as we speak. Uh, how many is Neville? It was interesting. It was, like we read out before, Henriques was 73 and, and Neville was 54. But uh, being dropped from the Australian side... Um, because of the batting, but gee, when you go in at, at five for not many as a wicketkeeper, you're under the pump all the time. So how's he going? How's, how many is he at the moment? Uh, so he's unbeaten on 71. He's faced 160 balls. So I guess it's that thing. I mean, he's, he's getting the runs, but he's showing the, the fight that I think was what they wanted from uh, the batsmen around the country. And it's, it's been a, a bit of a grind today. The Tigers have bowled well in patches, and they haven't let the New South Wales get away, but they just haven't been able to make the inroads that they would have liked. And also Faulkner back in, two for, two for 43. How's his form looking? Yeah, he looked good. So he's bowled 15 overs today and taken the two for 35. His first couple of spells, um, he got a, got the first week of the morning in Ed Cowan caught behind and came back after lunch and got rid of uh, Daniel Hughes for that second breakthrough. Uh, he, he's bowled well. He, he's on a, a bit of a restriction at the moment from Cricket Australia. We did ask Dan Marsh yesterday if he had full flight of him and he said that he's had to keep him under wraps with that knee injury. So they, they've modified him a little bit and he won't bowl for the rest of the day. And I guess if he got to come back tomorrow, he may only bowl a little bit again. So, But he's looked good um, and hopefully that knee will hold up and yeah, he'll be right for that ODI series to go in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, you don't want him doing a whole lot of work anyway, do you? I mean, he's... He's, to me, he's, he's that bowler that you, you bring on. Um, yeah, he can pick up wickets, but you don't need him bowling 25, 30 overs a day. And if he can bowl that 15 overs, back up again tomorrow, maybe by f- maybe another five or seven. But, uh, that, well, it looks like um, uh, Tassie will be in the field uh, again tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I think this round, the way the scoring's going, unless New South Wales get off the leash, they'll probably be in for at least another session. So he he took the new ball, which was a little bit of a surprise. I don't think we've seen that too often. Uh, We thought Sammy Rainbird might have been given that, but that might have been part of it, sort of bowl five over, six overs up front, and then another five after lunch, and and then ease him up. He had another couple with the second new ball, and that's him done for the day. And how's uh, Rainbow gone? Has he has he looked alright? Because he's he's a good. Oh, I'm not sure. I was just say say good good young player, but I'm not sure he's that young. But he he seems to have have a bit of fight. Yeah, he does. He, he, he's still. I think he's still only 24, 25. Yep. So um, a couple of good seasons. His first game back for the his first spell, he was a little bit disappointing. He sort of too many half volleys on the pads of uh, Curtis Patterson, who took full toll. But he then came back and bowled him with a beauty with the first ball of his second spell. And, and he's got one for 61 into his 19th now. And he has actually troubled uh, Moses Henriques in the last couple of overs, just with a bit of late swing. So he's striving to get a late breakthrough for Tassie. Well, it's interesting. Henriques gets, keeps getting runs and, and uh, puts a little bit of pressure on the Australian selectors uh, for that number six spot. Uh, Neville's doing well and, and this um, Patterson, he, he looks at goods, doesn't he? He's a very good player. Absolutely, and he, he was superb, sort of. Ed Cowan and Daniel Hughes took the shine off the new ball and were sort of really digging in, and, and Patterson came in and pretty much from the first ball, just he's been the most fluent of all the batsmen today, and uh, got a life on 66. It was sort of funny. He came out after lunch and really sort of let go and was starting to take the game away and got dropped and kind of went back into his shell a little bit and then only added another five runs before he was bowled. So I think it was his fifth score in a row, or you know, fifth match in a row where he's passed 50. So he's in some good form and no doubt keeping his name in front of the national selectors. Just before we uh, let you go, just want to go back to Faulkner. I would have thought you could mount a case based on his one-day efforts. And he played one test match for Australia. I think he took four for 63 and two for 35. So 
six wickets in the match, made 40-odd not out, that his credentials as an all-rounder to play test cricket would be as good as any. You can mount an argument you'd bat Wade at six and Faulkner at seven and in a test side. Oh, absolutely. And if they're looking, they talk about dragging Matty Wade back into the side for a bit of fight mm. and mongrel. I don't think you're going to get anything less yeah. than Faulkner. He's uh, <laughs> as much as a competitor, if not more, than uh, Matty Wade. And he, he loves the scraps. So, look, he... He's for, he'll probably open up that he knows he's red ball cricket. He, um, he hasn't performed with the bat as much as he would have liked. But, look, oh, he's one of those players that you throw him in at any level and he's always going to be good for a couple of wickets and some handy runs. So if he gets a sustained run at it now, uh, hopefully if he's over these long-term knee problems and get a bit, bit of form on the board, then there's no reason why he can't be that solution they're looking for. Absolutely. Adam, thank you very much. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you again soon, but appreciate the update. Not a problem, thanks. Cheers, Adam. Adam Smith joining us there. Just uh, taking a look at uh, your Facebook competition oh, that we were running. Uh, it's, I, gone, it's gone. What, what did you say? Gangbusters. It's, it's gone viral. I reckon it's gone feral. It's, it's, it's gone, gone feral. It's gone absolutely at times, feral. At times it did go feral with some of the, uh, the, the commentary on this. But uh, we re- we've been running over the last couple of weeks on our Facebook page, yes. so facebook.com forward slash stumps. Uh, Merv Hughes, greatest uh, test side in his time in the game for Australia. Yes, so, so in that, it was... You, you debuted in, what, 85? Yeah, virtually in my time, so from 1985 onwards, and uh, a lot of people commented that Greg Chappell or, or Dennis Lilly weren't in the, in the side. <laughs> They're in the best Australian side, aren't they? But of all time. Unfortunately, yeah. they didn't play in my time. So yeah. it, was, it was more... On the, on the list, it was um, 80s, but it was more my time when I started. So you uh, started for Victoria in about, what, 79, yeah. 80-ish? Yeah, but I, yeah. yeah, we're talking in Australian, Australian side, side. So, 80, yeah. so 85 yeah. through. So mm-hmm. that's why Greg Chappell and, and Dennis Lilly weren't yeah. in the side. Um, yeah. you know, uh, and even the changes that the guys have made, like we had a, had a vote mm. on, and geez, Alan Border. Um, it showed, yeah. It shows to me oh. a lot of the younger generation, perhaps using the page and um, more modern, yep. short-term memories, etc. I mean, you both agreed on Matthew Hayden to open yes. the batting. So the, basically, we, we ran a, a vote on we gave four options, yep. and whoever got the most votes is in the Facebook team. So Matthew Hayden opening with Mark Taylor in your team. Matthew Hayden opening with Justin Langer not in a, their not team. Not a bad combination. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's hard yeah. to hard to sort of go wrong. But Mark Taylor again, more I guess perhaps the some of the older yes. readers might be more accustomed to. Both yep. had Ponty at three, which is fair enough. Yep. No, number, no love for Michael Clark. No, you had Michael Clark at four. Yep. The listeners have actually gone the other way. You went more modern, who you didn't play with, Michael yep. Clark, and they've gone with Mark Waugh, yep. who you did play with uh, in at number four. Well, mate, it, it, it is interesting too, isn't it? I mean, you, you could pick another team and it'd be just as strong. Yeah. Like when, when you think about uh, Langer, Mark Waugh, Mitchell Johnson, Brett Lee, things like that, you just think, oh, mm-hmm. they, they are outstanding players, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. Here we go. So Michael Clark versus Mark Wall. Mark yep. Wall, one of the most, I guess, attractive players to watch in terms of the way he played the game. Michael Clark, not all that dissimilar, I guess. Yep. At number five, you've gone with Alan Border, who Australia's longest-serving captain and uh, leading run scorer for a long, long time with 27 centuries. And they've gone with Mr. Cricket, Mike Hussey, at number yes. five. Again, a good player, but I thought AB probably credentials-wise would, would have most covered. Mm-hmm. You've both gone Steve Waugh at number six, yep. fair enough. Uh, you both gone Adam Gilchrist at seven, both gone Warren at eight. Hard to argue with those on either front. Although Ian Healy obviously would have mounted a, a fine case. Yes. At number nine, Jason Gillespie in your team, Mitchell Johnson in the listeners' team. And Mitchell Johnson, outstanding player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Outstanding. But, uh, yeah, like Jason Gillespie didn't play mm-hmm. as much, but I, I suppose from 2000 and oh, early 2000 through to when Gillespie mm. finished, 
Mate, he was outstanding. That's a he, terrific form in England. Bowled, yeah. bowled at pace. Mm. He's just an angry man. So I love watching him bowl. You had Craig, Craig McDermott at 10. The yes. listeners had Brett Lee at 10. Similar, I think McDermott was 291 wickets. Brett Lee, 310. But McDermott, a vastly superior average. Um, yeah, and, and um, I think Brett Lee played a few more test matches. Yeah, uh, I think so. 71, I think it Something was. Something like that. Um, but of McDermott... You have a look at these. A lot of people just don't like him because he's got red hair and freckles. I suppose. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you have a you have a look at his um, his stats, mm. um, and in in the time that he played, there almost should be an argument for him to be in the best Australian side of all time, mm. and very rarely right to mention that Ashes series. I think it was ninety four ninety five at home. I think he took thirty four wickets. Mm. Um, obviously, he got injured on an Ashes series uh, where he was over there with you in England in '93, and yep. but um, he bowled well against the West Indies a few times in his career. So yeah, very much a record that stacks up. And Glenn McGrath, obviously making both sides, that was a, a bit yes. of a no-brainer. So you'd say McGrath, Warren, Gilchrist, uh, Ponting, Hayden are the locks. They're the ones in both sides. Hard to argue with either of those. Steve yep. War, likewise. So yeah, similar. But um, I think yeah, the Facebook uh, listeners like, going with more the modern yeah. generation. Well, so. of course they're going. They're, they're younger and they probably don't. Remember us old blokes playing? No, that's right. You were actually in one of the votes, so uh, I think you were against. <laughs> Who were you against? I think you were against. I think you were in the McDermott Lee. I think it was McDermott yeah. Lee Hughes and Ryan Harris. Yeah. Well, when I you're think. picking, when you're picking a side, you can't really pick yourself. No, can you, you can't. But they could have picked you. Well, so. why didn't they? I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to get uh, back on survey. Facebook and we'll, vote for me. I will go there and see how many votes you did actually get in that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm tipping none in that vote. Uh, right. Amlas thirteen not out. Uh, Cook nineteen not out. South Africa one for thirty five. Trailing by 89 runs. Mitchell Stark is the wicket taker. Brilliant catch by Steve Smith to get rid of Dean Elgar in the first over. We'll get to a break. An odds update from Sportsbet after this and more of an in-depth look at this third test. Full pitch and bang! Bang, bang, bang! It's gone! You're listening to Stumps. Stumps. Welcome back to Stumps. Great to have you company. Bit of drama at the Adelaide Oval. Darren Parkin here with Merv Hughes. Hashim Amla with a thick outside edge. Merv that went straight between the keeper and first slip. We're getting another look at it now. And uh, Steve Smith going to, I think it was actually wasn't Steve Smith. It no, was Renshaw. Renshaw going to his left, the young man. Well, uh, you could mount a case that that's just about Wade's, is it? If, uh, oh, the, keepers, if the yeah, first slip's going to his left. Yeah, I think... Um, I suppose the unwritten rule is that the, a, a slipper shouldn't have to go to his left, but it was firmly within reach, and his arm he, he threw out late, um, and just just as the ball got nicked, there was a, a mudlark. Did you see? Yeah, that? yeah, I saw that. Took Straight off across there. The that, front. Yeah. that would have been distracting too. So it, it sort of took off from um, almost a, a silly point position. So that that could well have been distracting. But that's the most mate, aggressive shot Cooks ever played yeah. in Test cricket. That one yeah. just now. Yeah, yeah, just down the down the wicket to line and, and pump through mid wicket. Used mm. his feet well, but yeah, old Ranshaw, um, he's. He'd be looking for somewhere to hide out in the middle of the Adelaide Oval now. But um, yeah. I guess both yeah. of them. Wade back in the side, Renshaw on yeah. debut. He's taken a nice yeah. catch, Renshaw. He got Amler yes. in the first innings with a, a blinder, but um, yeah, mm. just just missing, obviously, that one and, and picked it up very late. We see that bird took off just as he's played the shot, which was in front of uh, Renshaw. So, right. yeah, unfortunate set of circumstances. We know it's uh, quite quick. It's quicker. It comes to you quicker than it looks on TV. Oh, so. mate, <laughs> you haven't got too much Have you been time. in there before? Much oh, time in there? I have been in there. Um, yeah. Not not very successful. 
Um, that's what I said when I when I went dropped down yeah. to Footscray twos. Uh, captain at the side, I used to park myself a first slip, and mm-hmm. I told the bowlers it was a run saving position, not a wicket taking yeah, no, position. No, uh, no nicks allowed uh, in, in that oh, situation. No, they can nick him, I yeah. just stop him. Just, yeah, just stop him, not catch him. <laughs> Cook's, uh, catch him. Cook again has come down the track and lofted line uh, into the uh, into the deep, but that one's bounced out to deep mid wicket for two. So he's twenty six, not out. Amlar's eighteen, not out. So he's liking the spinner at the moment. Christian Jansen joins us from Sportsbet. Download the Sportsbet app now and get. Responsibly, Christian. Thanks for your time. Yeah, how are you guys? Hello, Christian. How are you? Yeah, very well. I'm enjoying the cricket. Yeah. Uh, could sit back and have a day off, but well, I know I'm working with Eagle. It's not really work when I talk. <laughs> no, to sp- yeah, no, no, no spring really. carnival anymore. So now, at least the, the racing's yeah. off. So. Yeah. Now, Chris, just uh, obviously we can't talk about the, the live stuff, but has there been any uh, market moving in the in the big bash? Uh, look, the Big Bash has been really quiet. I guess everyone's really wanting to, to bet on the test. And then you're looking at the one-day series against the Kiwis next week. We've got that up. But Big Bash has not changed since we spoke last time. But it's probably worth having another mention because uh, people might like to have a crack. It is not too far away, is it? We've got Perth and Sydney Thunder. They're equal favourites at 5.50. Uh, I reckon Perth have got a pretty good side. They signed Ian Bell the other day, didn't yes. they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, I know he's maybe not a 2020 player, but he's certainly classy. Uh, Melbourne Stars six fifty, Adelaide and Melbourne Renegades at seven dollars, Brisbane and Sydney six at seven fifty, and the Hobart Hurricanes are we, are we uh, sort of uh, brushing them a little bit at eight dollars? <laughs> of course, they've won a they've won a championship. I actually played in a final, lost to Perth a couple of seasons ago. They were pretty good last year as well. But uh, Merv's Renegades uh, still with a, a pretty decent squad, and they're likely to have the, the likes of Pattinson in the in the mix. But it's amazing that Australia's playing New Zealand in a one day series in the middle of all of this. Somehow we've got them in a one day series. We've got uh, Pakistan in a Test series. We've got uh, then we go to India later on. Whilst we're playing Sri Lanka here in a twenty twenty series, there's uh, cricket going on everywhere. I don't know how they managed to squeeze that in there. Yeah, it's pretty silly, isn't it? Uh, one day series against the Kiwis, but hey, it's a game. We're going to win it. Uh, look, uh, Australia's a dollar thirty-six. Geez, that's short, isn't it? New Zealand's yes. three dollars ten. Without knowing the sides, I suppose um, you've got series betting as well. If you like three-game series, uh, the Aussies to win two-one is even money. Two dollars or three-nil to the Australians uh, is three dollars forty. The Kiwis, uh, white washer. An all black wash. A silver wash, maybe. Or the Kiwi to win 2 1, $3.60. So, yeah, a bit of a change up from the test, but we're focusing on the test match now. Look, all the money before the test was on the South Africans, so obviously that changed. Uh, and the Aussies going well, aren't they? They are. Now, um, we've also uh, the Pakistan series coming up. Did we, did uh, we, we haven't got the Pakistan. Haven't got that one up yet. Yep. yet but yeah. uh, well, I think we're waiting to see uh, what happens in this one. But uh, I, re- I reckon we'll, we'll start favourites no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Um, we usually do, don't we? It's just the last couple of tests have been a bit of an aberration there. They're yeah. battling Pakistan in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, I would say since that's the case, Amla back-to-back boundaries, that one in the air through backward point. So uh, one for 55. Uh, just before you, you go, Chris, have oh, we, yeah. oh, sorry, Sheffield Shield update. Oh. No, that's not up at the moment. I that's think. Because right. of the live oh, matches. Live yeah. matches. Jeez. <laughs> I'd do it oh. every week to you. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, you know what? Next week, I'll make sure they've got it up for you. But okay. I can talk about that New Zealand-Pakistan uh, yeah. test. Uh, the Kiwis, $1.20 there. Pakistan, $12. And the draw, $7 for the Kiwis. In the box seat, you'd have to say. Yeah, it stumps on, uh, on day two. And uh, I guess, uh, do we expect to get a huge amount of interest in... Um, in the uh, in the big bash, once it sort of rolls around, compared sort of year to year, how much does that go up? Well, every year it's gone up. You only have to look at the TV ratings, don't you? If it goes yeah. up 
50% in the T ratings. It goes up 50% in turnover for us, I can assure you. People love getting home from work. If they are still working at that period, there's nothing else on. It's the non-ratings period. A bit more fun if you've just had a little bit of a flutter. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, with the free-to-air TV exposure, uh, more people seeing it, more people betting on it. Uh, Christian, thank you for your time as always. Uh, also, people, I imagine, can get on board. I don't think we've had the winter bottom yet. The other uh, WA Group 1s are still on the horizon. Yeah, that's, uh, what, two hours away? Yeah. About- then so look uh, the over the uh, overseas the, the horses are <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much pretty much different now we love our uh, western australian listeners malaguera is your favorite at 350 uh 380 for terra vista solicitor is the best of the locals at seven dollars fifty but i reckon uh, malaguera is going to be pretty tough to toss i love terra vista too i think we'll go close christian thank you very much thank Cheers, you Christian Jansen there from Sportsbet. Sportsbet's racing form packed with all new features uh, which involve animated speed maps, runner comments, expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Now, yeah. you can't do the market on a Sheffield Shield while the games are on. Because they, they say that every five minutes could change the market, so they wait till the games are finished and then reassess it. So. Okay. So they might look at it and go, oh, Victoria, they won the toss. They've got them four for 130-odd. Oh, geez, now they're five for 370. Yeah, um, so it's uh, just up and down. Just I guess, that, yeah, rather than perhaps doing that. And they might not get yeah. a huge amount of betting on it in the short term. So. Yeah. Mm. No, interesting one. Might be after the games or before Jeez, the games. But yeah. South Australia are five for 353. Three. New South Wales, three for 288. Eight, and Queensland, five for 276 yeah. against WA. There are some runs being scored out there. There are. And Victoria voluntarily sending South Australia into bat, which is uh, something that has backfired. Although Tasmania also sent New South Wales into bat too. Uh, yes. And they're three for 288. So that hasn't yeah. worked uh, particularly well for them. Just here, South Africa, one for 56. Hashim Amla starting to tick them over now. He's just tucked one around the corner for one. He's 28. So one for 57, Cook 26. The deficit is 67. We asked the question of Tom Wren. If you were South Africa, a South African fast bowler, how many would you want to be bowling at? Mate, you just want to lead, don't you? Yeah. And then, then you defend whatever you've got. So, obviously... 180? Um, obviously, for South, mate, they had that one with 127 on the board in Sydney yeah, they many did. years ago. Yeah, they Marty did. De Villiers, um, Got some wickets and, and knocked us over. Yeah. And Damien, Damien Martin got ridiculed over. Got it. dropped for four years, um, I think. Yeah, yeah but, uh, yeah, oh, mate, 100, 150, 180 um, South Africans are, are just going to back themselves. Mm-hmm. But I must admit, watching it yesterday, the, the Australian batsmen looked look, look like they were very comfortable when, mm-hmm. when they were prepared to sit on the bad and sit and wait for the bad balls. Yeah. Sit on the good balls, keep them out. Um, and Kawaja looked like he could have batted with a, a toothpick yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. He, he was in control. Uh, Steve Smith was fantastic. Hanscom was great. Um, so I don't think the Aussies are going to fear too much going out. Um, Smith is due for a, for a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, listen... Obviously, the more runs they get, the harder it's going to be for Australia. You've got that scoreboard pressure and, and whatever. Josh Hazelwood's having a very good series. Took five yes. wickets in the second innings in Hobart. Took four in the first innings here. And has got Amlar out, as we said, in every innings of the series thus far, with the exception of, obviously, this one, where he's still out there. But uh, he's been not underrated, but all the talk around Mitchell Stark. Uh, Hazelwood's been the other pick of the Aussies in the series with the ball. I, there's been nothing wrong with the bowling, even in, yeah. even in Sri, Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did well, and um, they, they rested 
rested them up against um, South Africa, mm. and a lot of people disagreed with that. I don't disagree with that. Um, if you're playing uh, Test cricket, they're going to play the Test here, then they go Pakistan here, and then we play India. So mm-hmm. you want you want Stark and Hazelwood playing. Uh, they're our best two at the moment. Um, if Siddle and James Pattinson, um, I'd love to see James Pattinson get himself going. He's, he's a is a ripping bowler, uh, runs in, bowls great speed, gets good bounce and, and away movement. So, um, you know, if you, if you had uh, him in the side and, and, gee, Pat Cummings, how long do we have to wait for him? I, yeah, I think he's back in the uh, New South Wales team. Obviously, they're oh, batting at the moment, yeah, but, but um, he'll get a run. Cer- he's in the one-day squad. So. Yeah, certainly, certainly hope that, um, you know, we, we don't push him too hard, too fast like we have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a young man. He's got plenty of time. Um, all he's going to do is catch up with his body. He's a big unit. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. So that, that tends to say that he's he develops, like his muscle structure don't develop with him. Uh, it takes a little bit of time. So hopefully he can get that right because uh, he doesn't need to look a play. Do you worry about um, some of these guys now with that temptation? You would hope they're still hungry to play test cricket. Is this where we might lose players where they're thinking, oh, you know, I can earn this amount of money bowling four overs playing 2020 and... <laughs> Maybe lose that passion? I think it's more of a problem for the West Indies because their players... Don't get paid enough. ...versus play for peanuts. Um, They they haven't got the economy over there um, to to pay. In Australia, we've got the economy here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you've got great TV rights and the players do get paid um, really good money. So I I, I reckon if you spoke to most blokes, if they had a decision to make uh, between going to the IPL um, or playing test cricket, I reckon to a man, I'd say test cricket. And even blokes like like Maxwell, yeah. uh, and he seemed to be a 2020 player. Um, Shane Watson, when he was playing, he's earning good money over there, but gee, his performance for Australia uh, over a long journey um, was pretty good. But probably what I disagree with is the players say that we play too much cricket, mm-hmm. and then when they get time off, they go and play the IPL. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a little bit conflicting, yeah. uh, that view. But um, listen... I think I said it last week on the show too, when, when I was selecting, um, three blokes that, that got a lot of credits from the, the um, selectors were Michael Clark, mm-hmm. Mitch Johnson, Brad Haddon, because they chose not to play the IPL, yep. um, where the other guys were you know, playing too much cricket, playing too much cricket, right, you've got eight blokes off, you're going to play the IPL. Mm-hmm. Mate, good luck to them. I reckon it's fantastic. Yeah. But, but don't Because you want turn, the 300 grand in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. But don't then turn around and say we're playing too much cricket. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And Michael Clark, especially, obviously, given the back conditions that he uh, carried yes. through uh, through his career. Hashim Amla, probably a bit of a worry for Australia at the moment. He's uh, Whilst he hasn't looked absolutely comfortable, he's 31 not out and starting to score a bit freely and we know that when he settles in, he can settle in for a very long time. Hashim Anlo has been a fine player and made a lot of runs in this part of the world. And Cook, well, he's doing what he does. He's a sort of a dour defensive opener, but protecting his wicket. He's 27 not out of 64 balls. And Mitchell Stark bowling with South Africa at one for 64, trailing by 60. So 60 runs away from making Australia chase something. And then uh, we'll obviously determine what it is that Australia will have to go after in the second innings, which will be something, but um, time will tell what it is that they'll be chasing tomorrow and, and possibly the day after that. So one for 64, that scoreline. This is Stumps and plenty more to come as we head around the grounds further.
Welcome to Stumps. It is Stumps. Great to have your company. Darren Parkin here with the former Australian Test Quick Merv Hughes. 212 at Test Wickets. And South Africa are 1 for 64 at the moment. Hashim Amlar's 31 not out. Cook is 27 not out. Nathan Lyon operating and bowling okay. They're going after him a little bit though. Cook especially, which is not generally in his nature. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity here for Lyon mm. too because he's he does a lot of a lot of defensive roles for mm. Australia. So he um, and especially down in Hobart, didn't really get the opportunity to attack. But uh, I like him when he's throwing the ball up and getting guys driving through the offside. That's exactly what he wants done. And Amla's uh, just hit him before, Amla's exactly that before. way. Yeah. Um, so that's that's like as as an off spin bowler, Lyon wouldn't mm. be too disappointed with that because no. that's what he's trying to do around the wicket, throw it up, get the bloke hitting against the spin, and Amla's hit that pretty well. So uh, you can't regard. Begrudge a mm. uh, good shot, but mm. um, you'd be hoping that it just spins a bit inside edge, caught behind, whatever. But uh, I like I like this. He's uh, throwing the ball up and, and going very well. Victoria, are they taking on South Australia? Amlar's now gone downtown and uh, lofted him for I think that's six. I think it's think just cleared six. the rope. Yes. So uh, that is so forty-one not out. He is now ten off two balls. But uh, Sean Graff joins us from Cricket Victoria. Bush Rangers uh, sending South Australia into bat. I wonder uh, if that's something that uh, sits too well with them at the moment. Sean, thanks for joining us. No, hello, Sean. How are you? I'm very well. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Now, um, well, Tassie sent New South Wales in two, and New South Wales are three for 247. So I suppose the overcast conditions and the, the wet that we've had would have made the, the pits maybe look a little bit uh, moist and, and look as though it was going to do something, but uh, not the case at the G. No. So, Sean, we might just get you to take a step to either the left or the right if we can. Oh, right, okay. We got me. Uh, it's coming coming back. Just keep moving in that direction. Right. Okay. No worries. Sorry about that. No, that's, no, that's better. better. That's better. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, look, South Australia's played pretty well today. Um, they, they've really been aggressive. Weatherall started off with, uh, you know, really got them on the road, so to speak, and uh, and, and got them all. Uh, you know, the way Head and Cooper have batted have been sensational. So even though uh, the wicket had a slight tinge in it, and they, they looked to be a little tougher at the MCG deck, the drop-in, very rarely uh, has a lot in it. Uh, you've got to try and get it out in that first session, which we didn't really get on top there. So they're in a pretty good position, but uh, the the, uh, the MCG doesn't deteriorate. So I would expect it to be. It's usually better on the last day as against the first. So therefore, I think uh, you know it may maybe the reason why Cameron uh, put them in to uh, do the Greg Shippard thing, uh, move. You know where uh, they're going to be forced to maybe set us the target. Yeah, no, that's going to be. Yeah, Shippy used to do that well, didn't he? Uh, he used he to did. suck he into did. a false sense of security and, <laughs> and then just chase down, like when yeah, he was with Tassie, chase, chase down 400 <laughs> on the last day. Um, yeah. But uh, of that, um, Scotty Boland, uh, back in the wickets, three for and Tremaine's been, been very good for the for the Vicks. How, how did they go today, obviously, in yeah, tough look, conditions? The, yeah, look, tough conditions. Uh, Scotty's gone for a few more than maybe normal, but uh, he's bowled he's bowled well. It, it, just the way the uh, sackers have really been aggressive, but... On the points table, in their bonus points, they've got the most bonus points of the year. Um, they're playing very aggressive cricket. That's the way uh, uh, Spanner used to play as well, Move as we know. And yes. so I think he's uh, he's certainly been trying to get that across. And they've got some very good players now who can actually uh, can um, execute that. So they've played well. Our, our boys, uh, up until now, have been able to be on top early. Uh, Tremaine's bowled exceptionally well for the season. And I would think he would certainly be in Australian selected sites, as would Boland be. So... Um, look, we, 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 we've still got a little bit to go here. We'd like to get back in the game by getting a couple of uh, late wickets. But look, whichever way it goes, I think uh, it's going to be a, a game where 
if we bat well, uh, all of a sudden we're still going to be in the mix, I, I would think, going into the last day. Well, Weatherall 88 at four for four for 140. I think uh, you had them at one stage. Great partnership from, from Head and Cooper. Um, and Head in particular wouldn't have been too far off um, uh, an Australian uh, game in in uh, in the mix when there were some, some changes to that team. So how did, how did he perform? Yeah, look, he, he batted superbly. And uh, look, I, I agree with you, Merv. I think... Uh I think he should have maybe been right in the mix. Uh, maybe a place the other left hander they brought in, to be quite honest, uh, because I think Head's uh, been playing now on the national side in the one players in 2020 a bit, and uh, and he's had a pretty good couple of years. He's a Australian underage youth uh, youth player as well, and uh, look, I think he's got a huge upside, and as does Weatherall. I, I liked Weatherall last year. He got 100 against us in the Shield final, and uh, I thought he was very good. He's a boy from Darwin who really does uh, back himself. He's got a very good technique. Um, so I would think that he's someone for the future as well. And a positive for Victoria, just getting away from this game, was Peter Hanscom. Um, his performance, did you see much of that yesterday? Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. I thought it was, uh, mm. it was great. You know, as he said, except for the first uh, ball or so, uh, he, was, he was sort of uh, very relaxed. And uh, talking to a few of the St Kilda boys, my, my son's over there, he's pretty good mates with him. They sort of grew up and played together at St Kilda. Um, he was saying how uh, he was really relaxed before the game and, and certainly during the game, even before he was batting, he, he, he certainly was in touch uh, from the pressure point of view. I think he, he's really comfortable where his game's at. He's got a really good understanding of that. And I think uh, that's helped him knowing that he's going into this game in such good form. He's had a pretty good 12 months. And uh, and they've, you know, the selectors are back based on the form he's going in with uh, with that behind him. And I think, uh, I think yesterday it showed how... Uh, how he could just go out there and just play really good cricket. And the, and the way he got his 50, obviously, would be something that he'll remember for a long time, his first 50. Young Dean, for, for you guys as well, uh, would be all that far away. Obviously, batted very well in the last game. His opening partner, Harris, has had a, a very good campaign too since uh, coming across. So, obviously, plenty of guys making runs. But, obviously, Renshaw has been given a chance in, in this test match. But, uh, but those two guys wouldn't have been all that far behind. Yeah, look, I agree. I think uh, Dean, he's been, had a great first year last year, played... Had a had a really strong opening uh, year, and a lot of runs, plus playing in a Shield final and getting hundreds. So he's he's had a great year. And Harris uh, is is a very good player as well. You know, he's still only twenty three. He's made a hundred in the Shield final against us the year before, in actual. So <laughs> look, both of them are, are very very good, strong, great little combination. Uh, very, you know, it's a bit of a yin and yang. You got Dini who really bats long time. Harris is quite aggressive. So yeah, the two of those, along with Stoinis coming at three. Um, you know, we've got Maxwell in there as well. You throw in Finch, um, you've got White, you've got Young Harper in there now as well. So all of a sudden, we, uh, we've got a lot of players, I think, that, uh, you know, if Australia has to go through this process of rebuild and getting players into the Australian team to see where they're at, this group now have got a great opportunity to actually cement their spots. But if it doesn't happen, I think we've got uh, a fair few players who are certainly in line for Australian selection. It's an interesting one, isn't it, Graffy? Because um, normally when you've got depth like that, the, the top team's doing really well, um, and everyone's sort of pushing up, but uh, with the, the loss of those six players, so Clark, Watson, Haddon, Rogers, um, Johnson, Ryan Harris, and yeah. Ryan Harris, yeah. you, you look at that, and all, like, I suppose two weeks ago, everyone was saying there was no depth in, in first-class cricket, but that's simply not the case, is it? No, that's the case, and uh, yeah, we, we, it's been a bit of a, you know, a, a push the red button sort of thing, we're, we're, in the, we're in all sorts of strife, but in actual fact, we're not. Well, all right. If we had of, you know, one hundred and fifty-six in that first, you know, we're back for another half an hour, an hour there, and next minute we're on top and we mostly win it. Uh, and they they weren't without out a chance in the second test as well. They had it on toast as well. So 
Look, it's a, as we all know, it's a pretty fine line, uh, test cricket and four-day cricket. There's ebbs and flows all the time. You're up and down, uh, and, and it's always a twist. And uh, unfortunately, we haven't, you know, we've lost the toss. Uh, we just haven't, it just hasn't gone our way. But it's certainly not, we're not in a situation where we're, you know, with a Titanic or anything. We've certainly just got to mm. make it now that we pick strategically for the long term and work through a, a, a proper, consistent um, selection system whereby we get to the best six or seven batters. Uh, we have the right bowling attack uh, for the conditions. And I've got no doubt, you know, within 12 months, we'll be, we had 12 to 18 months I've given, uh, I think we'll be back to exactly where we, we should be. If the Matador Cup is a selection criteria point for the one-day series against New Zealand, it would therefore be difficult to determine how Cam White wouldn't be in that squad. Yeah, look, uh, the, the one-day game is is, uh, is interesting. As, as Merv would know from a selection, Australian selection point of view, it's it's, uh, it's quite an interesting one because he is 32-33, but he's had such a strong Matador Cup for the last three years. He's been mostly the best batsman. Um, but you, you look at it and do you go with him at that age or do you go with a younger player who's coming through and give them the opportunity if, they've, if they're performing well? Um, it's a tough one. Like, I think Australia, in some ways, even though Vaux just did a great job for Australia during the period he was in the side, uh, in some ways, though, it was a bit of a stopgap, and maybe they should have blooded someone. Who knows? Um, but look, with Cameron, I, I'd love him to get a go because I think I've never seen him bat better. I, I think his his technique has improved. He's really balanced. He's staying in control. He's keeping his shape. And uh, and in in the games he's played uh, from the Shield final last, or the game in Alice Springs last year, through to the Shield final in these early games, he's just been really good. So if he did happen to get an opportunity, I would think he'd be a different player, a bit like how Matthew Wade's keeping shown that he's, he's really improved over the time since he got the disappointment of being dropped. He's come back in and his, his glove work has improved immensely and just hope that his batting can actually support it. You know, he has got two test centuries in 12, 12 digs, uh, so therefore I think uh, he's someone worth uh, supporting for a little while yet. Uh, you're not wrong there now. Uh, burning question. Haven't seen you since grand final day. How do you, how do you enjoy uh, the grand 20, final, Sean? 25 short? times, mate. 25 times a week. <laughs> <laughs> mate, how good, how good was that on a serious oh, day, though? Oh, mate, it's sensational. I just love it. I, I still tear up when I'm bloody watching it. Uh, <laughs> mate, this gets better and better, doesn't it? It, it does. It does. I'll tell you. I, uh, I certainly, I'm, I'm at that stage now where people, are, you know, when they find, oh, you're a Bulldog supporter, eh? you, know, you jump on the wagon. I said, oh, no, not really. No, not just, really. no one's ever asked me. It's, therefore, I don't, I've never divulged it too often. But I said, look, nowadays, I'm just taking it one premiership at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Graffy. Oh, the changing nature of it, Graffy. Thanks for your time. Good on you. No worries, boys. See Cheers, Graffy. As a, uh, a still bitter St Kilda supporter, maybe my time will come. And so. he did refer to a spanner in there, how a spanner liked to, to play attacking cricket, and that's yep. the South Australian um, mantra yeah. this year, Jamie Siddons, he was referring to, the, the ah, now yep. South Australian yep. coach, who was a, a very aggressive batsman himself. And If he was playing now, he'd play 100 tests, wouldn't he? If he um, was born now? Mate, he's, he was very good. He was one, of the, three, one yeah. of the three in my time, unlucky not to play test cricket, there was just seen if your, your first name was Jamie, you, you're in a bit of trouble. So. Jamie Cox? Jamie Cox, James Rachel. Oh, yep. he, was, yep. he was a fantastic player for, for South Australia. Went across from West Australia to South Australia and had a, a fantastic record there. Jamie Cox, of course, from Tasmania. Uh, opening bat, bat in the middle order. He was outstanding. Jamie Siddons at, at four vic- for Victoria for, for a long time. Gee, when he got going, it was great watching him bat. How good were uh, a couple of others, Jimmy Ma and Michael DiVenuto in that era? Well, Jim, close enough? Jimmy Jimmy Mar played a, a few tests. I oh, actually played one day as, and, and played as as a keeper, so he wasn't far away. Um, he, was, he was very good, also, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so uh, obviously a Queenslander, but uh, yeah, I suppose for for everyone that makes it, there's there's two or three that, that mm. don't make it that. 
probably should have got an opportunity, but um, because of the situation, just didn't arise. Uh, we have uh, Cook on 30, we have Amlar on 45, and we have South Africa 1 for 82, 42 runs behind Australia. If they get to Australia 1 for, oh, yeah. that obviously makes things very interesting. Yeah, so. makes things very interesting. Um, now, after 6 o'clock, we're into Melbourne. I know that Lee Watts from Kookaburra, and we're giving away a Kookaburra bat and, mm-hmm. a, and a pink ball. Um, he'll, he'll be listening to the program. So for all the guys that have played Premier Cricket today, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, if you can ring in, what, what is our number? one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty. 40 You can give some scores well, if you want. Footscray, Edgewater. Didn't we have a ripping day today? Four wins. The def- boys very had. good work defending in the last over. First, yeah. first and seconds won by one run. Um, and the, the thirds and fourths had, had comfortable wins. So uh, a very good day for the Footscray Edgewater boys, I know Lee Watts listens to the show, mm-hmm. so Leroy, if you're listening, text me through how your Fitzroy boys went, but if there's anyone listening, if they can, uh, if they can text us through scores or... So we'll give them a bit of a plug over the radio. There's a very late pull-out from Hashim Amlar. The ball had actually been released by Hazelwood. I think another bird flew across in front of him. But, uh, yeah, one three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty-eight. If you want to get it, it was a bird again. I think just uh, flew straight across the middle of the pitch. And we see Hashim Amlar pull away just as uh, Hazelwood actually enters release mode with the ball. So, uh, yeah, it basically swooped in across the front of Amlar, then doubled back the other way. We've had that, obviously, impact the slip. So they've got a bit of a problem with the mudlarks over there at present. We'll get to a break and we'll have a chat about the Kookaburra ball after this. Welcome back to Stumps and comes at a good time. There is a review though, but Hashim Amlar's caught behind off the bowling of uh, that man again, Hazelwood, who could have him five from five in the series thus far if this one is adjudicated correctly. We've got a man on the ground that we'll speak to in just a moment. I think that's hit the pad. It looks like it's I hit, think the that's pad, hit the that pad. One, yes. So uh, as we yes. welcome Shannon Gill, who might have taken a step away. He's been covering all of the action at the Adelaide Oval, but uh, also uh, obviously from our wonderful crew at uh, Kookaburra, who have been uh, doing some uh, terrific stuff, of course, with the manufacturing oh, of this pink flick. ball. And I think there is a nick on that. There is, there a, is nick. a nick He's on up. that. So He's that is on. out. So Shannon, the, uh, the, as we welcome you, the pink Kookaburra ball showing up on the outside of the blade. That certainly is, yes. Thanks for having me. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Now, a lot of uh, talk about the, the ball and, the, uh, I suppose, the changes that have been made to the ball, a little bit yep. more gloss or lacquer on the ball, and also the, the black seam. Um, can you comment on that and also give us a, a heads up about how the ball's been performing in this test match? Yeah. Well, last year, the, the pink ball had a green and white seam. Uh, off the back of last year, the players uh, felt they found it a little bit difficult to, fight, to pick up the seam with the contrast, so they were they were used to a white seam on a red, on a red ball, which is quite a contrast. So we shifted it to a black seam, and uh, it was trialled in the Shield earlier this year and uh, in February, and we got good feedback. So subsequently, all the balls we've made since that time have been making all the pink balls have been making with a black seam, and the feedback's been really good. And I think even in this test, you'll see the feedback from some of the players already has been been improvements. It's interesting. Last year, everyone said that it was the the ball that moved around, and um, you know it was, it was too much for Test cricket. But in fact, it was the curator leaving that little bit of extra grass on the wicket um, and and giving the bowlers a chance. Which I got to say, Shannon, I don't mind that. <laughs> um, but but this year with the black seam, it still seems to be doing a fair bit. But that could also be uh, the conditions. Is that 
Um, it's been a little bit overcast. Um, it's been yeah. a little bit chilly. So it's not our normal November. Well, it's not Adelaide's normal November because normally it's about 34, 35 degrees. So yeah. it's a little bit cooler and maybe the bowl is a little bit fresher with it. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the thing with this pink ball. Last year might have, you know, put forward a, an idea of what the ball would be because we had that low-scoring test. That, although it was low-scoring, it was a brilliant test to watch. Um, is it? It's the pitch conditions and, and weather conditions that will play the most impact about whether the ball moves around. Um, uh, we used this pink ball for a day-night test in Dubai last month. Um, and obviously, it was very different conditions in D- Dubai, 38 degrees with a, a much flatter wicket. Um, Pakistan made three for 570s, uh, you know, in their first dig and West Indies replied with 375. So um, what we're seeing, is that's just normal cricket. Normal cricket with a red ball. That's that's what we would have got from a flat deck in in warm conditions in Dubai. Now, with with the extra lacquer, I can understand the seam. Um, you yep. wanting to change the colour of the seam, but just the extra lacquer on the ball. Can you explain um, to to me? I was going to say how this yeah. is, but I'd like an explanation as, as to why the the extra lacquer. Yeah. So what it is, it's, it's it's a slight variation to the actual pink coating that goes around the ball as well. So there's been little, we have a research and development department that tests all sort of stuff, stuff that's way over my head, that tests all this sort of stuff. Um, so there's slight changes to that, and there is a little bit more lacquer on. The reason it is, is to make sure the ball's visible over the full 80 overs. So I suppose what that does is it, it means you can cope with less grassy conditions if that makes sense so um, whereas Adelaide last year had a lot of grass on the wicket and um, it played the way it did the extra coating extra lacquer should make it visible through the full life of the ball on a, on a, uh, a more abrasive wicket yeah because they, they do that in the um, in the one day or two they use the two two white balls yeah uh, one at each end to get through because they're saying and it's probably got not much to do with the actual cricket or cricketers, um, the the big problem is that um, the Channel 9 um, cameras can't really pick it up. So if you're sitting at home, if you don't have that extra lacquer on the ball, you, the, they find it very hard to pick up on the TV. Is that is that fair to say or is that right? Look, oh, look I, I, I'm guessing that, that I mean, that's probably something that the, the cricket boards and, and the broadcasters would sort of test. Um, I think that's right, but I think what we are seeing on screen at the moment, and uh, even chatting to some of the Channel 9 guys um, over the last few days, they are picking the ball up better in the box themselves mm. and are very enthusiastic about about the pink ball, not just for, for test cricket, but you know whether they look at it in other forms of the game as well, instead of the white ball. Shannon, obviously in, in regards to what we've seen over the uh, the Shield campaign, as, as you say, that, that it's been that consensus that runs a, a harder, but you look at the, the pitch conditions across those games as well. It's been a, a good summer in that sense. I think we had results across the Shield matches and the result in that Test match, and, and this looks like it's certainly the most competitive yeah. of the three Tests we've seen in the series. Yeah, so yeah, heading to a result. And I think, yeah. again, again the, whereas last year we saw the Tests with, with the low scores and the pink ball, or... It, it probably probably spooked some people, mm. particularly batsmen out there. But um, in the last Shield round where we played with the pink ball, it was pretty much normal cricket scores. It was mm-hmm. you know first innings three fifty to four hundred um, before scores got lower as the match went on. So um, it's pretty much what we're used to with a red ball. I think it, it, just, it looks different. It feels a bit different, but it still performs like like we would in you know a 
normal cricket ball would perform. Well, you'd expect a cooker to perform well, wouldn't you? you Absolutely. Would. They're bloody, they're bloody good balls, Shannon. Took no, I, I'm, I'm clearly biased, but yes, <laughs> well, Merv took plenty of wickets with him. I'm sure he likes them too. Uh, Shannon, uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, South Africa 2 for 82, but um, we uh, hopefully can catch up with you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Cheers, Shannon. Shannon Gill there. So it's 42 runs the deficit. Yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, I thought I thought it was to protect uh, protect the ball from the elements, but pr- protect the ball against the the... Of, oh, just uh, the roughness of the wicket and, and mm. things like that. But you have a look at the pink ball, doesn't it stand out? Yeah, it does. It's yeah. just so clear. It's hard to see how you couldn't see that if yeah. you were batting or fielding. But yeah. um, we've had a couple of little misses. But they are analysing that near dismissal we were talking about earlier where uh, Amla got the thick outside edge that uh, Renshaw ended up trying to catch it in his left hand lunging late as to whether maybe Matthew Wade should have gone for it or not. It didn't matter. I think Amla added about 12 runs and then was dismissed well, uh, if we, if there we lose, after. If we lose by 11 runs, well, it right. will matter. Uh, what, what is your gut? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is your gut feel as someone who's uh, led cricket teams and fielded in that part of the uh, the ground before? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Channel 9, uh, have, we just got it up on the replay mm. here, and Ian Healy's analysing uh, Matthew Wade, and his weight seems to be to his yeah. left, um, and he's waiting for the ball to, to almost go down leg side, so left arm bowler to a right-hand bat, and he's not moving across mm. with it. So, um <laughs> Listen, probably first slips catch. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't. He didn't move until till late on it. So um, he may not not have picked it up. Uh, we've spoken about that bird that uh, took off. Yeah. that may have been a bit of a distraction too. But if you have a look at Matthew Wade, there he just watched it all the way. He saw yeah. it all the way. And normally, you've got a keeper. Um, he would he would go for that. Yeah. I reckon so. But I'm a little bit split because um, Renshaw didn't have to go too far. It was well within reach. Uh, but having said that. Uh, the the unwritten law is you don't the first slipper doesn't go towards the, the keeper. keeper. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Matthew Wade, he's had a good Test match. Obviously, he had another dismissal minute. then. So six for the match for for him. Five in innings in the first, missed out with the bat, but um, may get a, another opportunity depending on how much Australia has to chase. Given they're going to be chasing something. Uh, so two for eighty two. It's a forty two run deficit. Mer, before we uh, wrap things up, uh, Australia still favoured to win it, but by no means, obviously, across oh, the line. Mate, so. No, no, mm. yeah, by no means across the line here. Uh, Dorney's a, a very good player. He's still mm. got uh, Faf. Duplessis to come in. Uh, you've got the cock. Uh, yeah, that Bavuma, who's been pretty Bavuma handy. Bavuma has so. been very handy. And, <laughs> and Philander and Abbott aren't the worst with the bats either. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, what Australia will be looking for now is, is just to, to take a couple of wickets and, and maybe have them... Um, maybe four for about 100. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they pass us, if we've got them five, six, six down, mm. uh, we're in a, in a very good position. Absolutely. So it's two for within a 42-run deficit. England are four for 141, so they kicked on a little bit. Queensland Stokes. six for uh, 28, not out. And Bairstow, 46. Yeah. Fine player, Ben Stokes. Queensland six for 323. Uh, late in the day in Townsville of that one. Merv, it's been uh, nice to speak to you once again. All good. All Thank good. You. Three no votes worries. again, Dash. You, Three you votes again. Them. Oh, well, uh, we've got to take the other votes. You guys have got the flags. You and Graffy. I was looking to 7 o'clock. No, we're uh, early finished tonight. So. Why? Why? Because they're going to the A-League. They're right. kidding. Cricket's more important. No, great, great, the A-League. Good on you. Melbourne Cheers. victory in Newcastle in that game. It is uh, South Africa, 2 for 82, uh, late in the second session. This has been Stumps for Kookaburra, and we'll be back again next Saturday night.